Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. to another great episode of the Paddle and Finn podcast. This is Jay Randall, and along with me today is... Ricketts. Mr. Ricketts. Mr. Ricketts. We have a pretty good guest today. Uh, this young man is seems to be taking the KBF by storm. Uh, I'll even say I heard a few things that they just didn't believe in the kid, and uh, he just started doing really good, and He's kicking butt, and he's uh, making a name for himself. That name, that young man, Dylan Foqua. Dylan, What's up, today, guys? What's going on, What's brother? What's up, buddy? How are you, man? Pretty good. How are you? Good, good. So uh, before we started this, man, I was admiring everything that's on your wall back there. You got some pretty good accomplishments, man. I think, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that haven't got that far into uh, one of those kind of those big checks that you got hanging back there, so... 
Congrats on that, buddy. Thank you, man. Appreciate no it. Kid. How much have you won so far this year? Uh, I added it up earlier. I think I'm just under 9,000, roughly. Dag gone. Nine oh, G's, man? That is crazy. Dang, and how old are you? <laughs> how old are you now? 15 years old, man. All right, 15. so what grade are you in school? I'm going into sophomore year. Sophomore, 10th grade, making nine G's on the tournament trail. 15 years old, man. I'd say, okay, so here's here it is, man. Just just remember me, because when you get up to the big time, I just want to sign, like, jersey or something. Can you think you're going to hook that up? Just give me a signed jersey? Yeah, I can hook you up. All right, my man. All right. <laughs> you don't have to do that. It's just rig It's, <laughs> it's just rig Hell with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, about how you – Got an efficient, um, you know, what keeps you motivated to keep moving forward? Well, I I was fishing ever since I can really remember. I've always uh, always just loved the sport. And uh, for my sixth or seventh birthday, my dad got me a, uh, a sit-in perception kayak and to float down like Current River and Jack's Fork to do like the river trips. And I would always take a fishing pole with me. And that's really where I fell into the love of kayak fishing. But and like last year and a half is when my dad actually showed me KBF and kayak bass fishing tournaments. And we were like, well, let's do it. And that's kind of where it all started, but started off uh, kind of strong. I fished my first uh, kayak bass or kayak fishing tournament. It was actually in the, the Hobie series uh, in the youth division the day that I got my kayak in the mail. Like I got oh, it wow. and we went. We got it and went to Kentucky Lake, and uh, I ended up getting second place in that, so that was a good big confidence booster right off the start, and that's pro- that's where it all started, and it just snowballed from there. Yeah, so Dad planted the seed, or Dad has contributed to a lot of what you know about fishing? Uh, both, really. He planted the seed uh, with showing me kayak bass fishing and showing me, hey, like this is how this works and do that, and of course, from there, I've learned of other stuff that mm-hmm. keeps going on. And uh, my dad and my grandpa has always taken me crappie fishing off the bank. And that's pretty much where it started. But I've oh, learned a wow. lot from my dad and my grandpa. Oh, that's very cool. Now, your dad um, dad just got a new kayak, too. Is that right? Didn't I? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, right. Chad, Chad Hoover gave, or Chad Hoover and kayak bass fishing gave my dad a uh, Jackson Liska. Nice, good kayak, Jay. You love that that boat. That is probably my favorite river boat for sure. Yeah, I love. It. Actually, I've I've stole it a couple times to go down some rivers. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a it's sick nice, boat. isn't it? Yeah, I love it, it. It's it's like it's super stable. I mean, it's it's pretty fast paddler. I mean, you know, and you can lean over the side of the thing and not have to worry about falling in. Yeah, it's stable. No. So, what are you That's fishing out of? I'm in a native watercraft Titan 12. I nice. Love it. Wow. Awesome. Big kayak. Good for you, man. Is that what you're sticking with now? I, I've i tried a couple other kayaks uh, with the pedal system, and native is my favorite one so far. Uh, I got another pedal kayak that's always on the trailer. When we go to tournaments, just has a backup. But native, the native, uh, native Titan is my favorite so far. Nice. Right on. Very cool, man. I heard that was a great kayak. A guy I know 
um, that's on the Jackson team now, he used to he used to pedal a native, and he said a lot of good things about that too. They're huge boats for sure, man. But I mean, I heard they were awesome, especially as um, as big as they are. They turn and and they got pretty decent speed, and the turning radius I heard was real sharp. Must, yeah, you know. especially if you get the upgraded <clears throat> rudder, I can turn on a dime. Yeah, I heard that's that. Awesome. That is awesome. So, what do you pack it with, man? Do you have do you carry like how many rods? I mean, what's your what's your loadout for tournaments? Uh, well, I just got a new rod because it was on sale, and I was like, "Well, I can't turn that down." So now I'm carrying <laughs> eight rods with me. And... Oh, man. <laughs> so many. <laughs> so, so are those? Do you do you keep a couple yeah. for backup, or do you have like each rod set up with a, a certain bait, man, or is it just like you know I fish five, carry three as backup? Uh, I fish with all of them. All of them kind of have their certain uh, styles of baits that I like to throw on them, like frogging and crankbaits and finesse and all that. So they're all kind of, they all have their specific uses. Yeah, right on. I thought I carried a lot. I carry seven. If if it's like a local tournament, it's three. If it's like a big tournament, seven. I don't know. What about you, Jay? Yeah, I'm in around like six to seven. Yeah. Um, only because I'm too lazy to retie. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I'll, I'll go out there and go, these better work. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm not retiring anything. I <laughs> uh, see. I actually feel like I do better when I have three rods because then I'm constantly tying. If something doesn't work, it forces me to to like change baits. And then you know, on the water, especially if the water conditions get rocky, tying it can be a little bit of a challenge, man. So, um, last time I was out with Aaron Steiger fishing, he goes, "Dude, you're tying leaders on the water." I'm like, "Yeah, man. Like I just got second nature to it." So. Um, I prefer only carry three, and I may just only have three from and period, just because it's. I, I always carry a few as a backup inside the pontoons, but um, three is my really go-to. One spinning rod and two casting, and I'm I'm all right with that. Well, yeah, personal I'd, preference. I'd agree too. I mean, I'm kind of like these days. It's it's real similar to when we fished out um out at uh, Cowan Lake. Um, I'm pretty much forcing myself to use plastics these days. Uh, you know, I'm so much of a power fisherman that I know I lack in patience. Mm -hmm. So, so now I'm like constantly, I have like a weightless tied up. I've got a simple cone weight, usually a little bit lighter than weightless, mm -hmm. um, maybe a ribbon tail, you know, I'll even throw up to like a, a 10 or 12 inch worm, you know, no, I mean, I've never thrown one that big before. Oh yeah. We've caught, caught some nice fish on those big worms. Oh wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, those can be really deadly, too. I mean, usually I find that those work really good in the grass. But, you know, point being is that, like, these days I know I lack. So I'm, like, I'm only taking, like, three to four rods out, and they're all plastics, especially during the summer. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to give myself a chance. Even if they're hitting top water, you know, I'll throw a wacky rig and just work on the top water if, if they're going to be going for that. But, you know, you, do you do anything similar like that, Dylan? Uh. I recently i've been really getting into soft plastics because it's getting into the well it's been summer and they're really hot out deep but last year my dad said i i always had a plastic on but i would never throw it <laughs> but this year i i always keep like the little empty bags and i have yeah. i have a stack of them that i've gone through <laughs> yeah so you're doing kind of the same thing it, it's yeah. like you know it works so you're forcing yourself to get out there and do it yeah you know so if but you I, only I had oh go ahead go ahead sorry I was going to say, so you're a power fisherman first. Dylan? I, I lost you for a second. No, right. are, uh, are you a power fisherman first? 
Oh yeah, always power oh. fisherman. Yeah, I'd rather really. be a power fisherman than a finesse. You just keep it busy, just slinging baits, man, and just ripping them. Dude, it drives <laughs> me nuts. I hate like you like you throw some out there. You're like, okay, just slow, slow, and then I'll find myself power fishing plastics, which <laughs> I think works. Like it works. You Sometimes know? I mean, it does. Yeah. yeah, you know, people are like, you can't do that. It's like, oh, it works. I mean, you can say what you want, but it works. <laughs> so what's your go-to? If you had if you had to only bring three rods in three baits, what, what would be your top three? Uh, well, I'm always going to cover the three water columns. I'm going to always have probably a, a top water, like a whopper plopper or a frog. Probably a whopper plopper first. And then I'm going to probably work the middle is going to be a, a lipless crankbait. And then bottom mm-hmm. is a, a Texas rig uh, creature bait. Yeah. What about you, Jay? Uh, for me, uh, dynamite. Um, dynamite. Be yeah. all, that'll be all three. <laughs> now, uh, you know, it's changed from year to year. I was pretty heavy into spinner bait. I mean, I was throwing a spinner bait all year long, one year catching fish left and right. Um, and then that turned into a chatter bait. Uh, which turned into like a paddle tail, but I still switch off uh, with that as one of the main baits. And I guess I, everyone laughs, but an inline spinner, um, mm-hmm. that thing's a knockout no matter where you throw it. Um, they catch fish simply. Uh, and then the other would be like, I guess, some type of a topwater, um, I mean, a buzz bait or whopper plopper, um, even. Uh, sometimes even some of those like little like chatter top waters with like the the double the double uh props the one on the front one on the back mm-hmm. i got one of those too that just makes a ruckus and that usually will do something but yeah i mean that's usually what i'm throwing what are you throwing uh well <sighs> it's a good question i like the whopper popper but i've never caught a fish off a whopper popper so that one's out like i i love throwing it and i love the action it gets like when we were at Cowan Lake, I was using a frog and I was having just a lot of action off that, but I wasn't using any certain frog. There was a particular frog that I was using that created a lot of commotion. So I, I use that. Um, but I wouldn't say that's my go-to. My number one go-to is going to be a jig, a uh, natural crawl with a trailer. Uh, I just think a jig is, a you know, when, when in doubt, get the jig out. Hashtag jig masters right there. Nice little pitch there for Cody. Um, so <laughs> I, I like the jig, um, and uh, specifically his jigs. I think they're great, and uh, definitely a spinnerbait. Um, I've never, I think, honest, honestly, I've fished chatterbaits for probably two years. I've landed one fish on a chatterbait. I've pulled the spinners back out, and I'm smashing them on spinnerbaits, right? Mm-hmm. So interesting enough, interesting enough, um, and not just – any spinner baits, bright colored ones, white and chartreuse, either one of those, um, and a willow blade and Colorado blade on each one. So that that's pretty good for me. And then I'm going um, like Dylan said, Texas rig. I'm I'm not going to go Texas rig, but I'm going to do a weightless um, fluke. You know? mm. So and you know on on a on a light spinning rod with about four pound braid, um, about. Uh, probably six pound fluorocarbon on that and i'm just gonna twitch it you know rip and twitch rip and twitch i've had a lot of luck with the flukes so yeah man that's my three yeah flukes do pretty good man <clears throat> i've used them quite a few times they've uh 
got me placed in the top ten. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> underestimated bait people don't really mess with them anymore and and they forget how deadly they are especially in a weighted yeah. one if you do a, a light wire hook on that man weightless and you throw that and smack it against the bank and rip it off the bank like around cover dude it gets demolished you know so oh, yeah. it's a good one and you can ask gene i mean he, they don't call him the fluke master for for no reason right yeah and i don't know if you ever saw it like on wired to fish they uh there's this i don't know if it's a new way of rigging but it definitely caught my attention. I haven't done it yet, but they use a rivet uh, casing, let's say, um, and they use a treble hook. And what it does is you basically use the stem of the um, the stem of the rivet. You put it through the nose, you know, through the uh, the open slot of the body where the hook is, mm-hmm. where hook, the hook goes. And then you put in like the casing of it, and then you can run your line. Um, you know, through through the actual casing, and, and then tie off a, a split ring and then a treble hook, and then you just shove like one of the hooks, and you want to use like a number four, like a size number four, I think, on it, an unusual like five inch, um, five inch fluke. But then you put one of the hooks like into the body to keep it in place, and the split ring will keep the the line from pulling all the way through like with the hook. But now you have a reusable bait instead of because you know if you Texas rig. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a fluke, it's pretty much tore up in like two hits. Absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. know, unless you're melting it back together. There's, I mean, I've tried that with some of the butane lighters. It works kind of, but you know, it starts smelling really funny on your boat. You start doctoring yeah. stuff up <laughs> in the water. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, one thing I, I found out that worked for me real well too, specifically at Cowan Lake tournament is that when I, um, everybody else went deep, you know, Dylan just said, Hey man, it's hot. They're hanging out deep. I'm going to throw, you know, Carolina or not Carolina, but uh, uh, Texas rig. Um, so I went like shallow and shaded during Callan Lake. And I got a lot of, I lost a monster against the, the one that haunts me. The monster I lost on, got tangled up in a lily pad. But I had a Carolina rig because I was fishing rocks. And I was throwing a Carolina down and dragging it with a uh, Guggen trench hog on the back of it. And so when I, I saw everybody out in the, in the deep parts of the lake, I was like, I'm going to the lily pads. There ain't nobody back there. As soon as I got back there, it was just like, boosh. Boosh, boosh. It was like an orchestra. You know, they were hitting. I got I got super pumped up, man. So I didn't have a frog tied on, but I I didn't want to miss that window of them blowing up. So I threw that Carolina rig and the and the lily pads are so huge back there, it just plopped down on there and I hopped it like a frog and it, it went ten seconds later it just got demolished. So I was like, that's not a bad idea, man. If you don't have a frog, you can throw that and, and, and just hop it. You know, that Guggen Bait trench hog works really good and the action's phenomenal on that. So I know there's a lot of controversy about Guggen baits, but they catch fish. They catch yeah, fish. Yeah, I just yeah, I actually just bought a, a pack of trench hogs and I put it on a Carolina rig at Kentucky Lake. Yeah, I, I caught one on it, but <laughs> that was first time throwing a Carolina rig, and it was definitely a different style of bait. It felt weird when the fish would bite it. Yeah, it, it does feel weird, man. It feels like they kind of nibble at it. They like they suck it up like a bluegill a little bit. Then boom. Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely. I like the Guggen bait. The bandito bugs are probably my favorite. You know, I think those on a on a jig, like trailer those with a and and put like um you know they make some good colors. Even the like uh, one of my favorite color jigs is the June bug, and I'll put a black and blue Guggen bait on there, and it's just man, that's nasty in some muddy stained water. One yeah. of my favorites. Well, <clears throat> Dylan, you know, you're only 15, right? And I think at the time we met, you were only 14, right? You had a birthday, I guess? Or yeah. was there? Okay. 
Um, yeah, because me, you know, last time I saw you was Madison for the KBF, which I'm pretty sure you won that one. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> good job on that. Uh, but uh, yeah, what I, what I think is interesting, though, it's like, you know, you're 15, you can't drive. So your dad drives you all, you know, around everywhere happily to help you pursue, you know, this this passion you have for fishing. Um, you know, how, how, I mean, how does, what's the dynamics obviously really good between you two. Like, what are some of your, your favorite points about doing that? And, uh, I mean, cause you know, I'm, I'm a father and, you know, I would love it if my kids love fishing, you know, and I would be there for them, you know, take them through it, but they like video games better, but that's just me. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've lost to Xbox and, uh, YouTube. But I mean, you know, what's that like for you? And, you know, how do you guys decide how you're going to approach like traveling for all your tournaments? Well, it's kind of just a, a system that we got. Well, he drives and I watch YouTube is pretty much how, <laughs> how it goes true. a lot, of, a lot of the times, but, uh, we, we, it's every trip that we get in an argument, but it's, we get over it because it, the past is the past. But uh, it's always it's always fun. It's always an exp- uh, an experience. We always try to learn something from each tournament. Uh, Dad and Grandpa always say, if you just if you learn something from one tournament, it was successful. Mm-hmm. If that learning was good or bad, if you did something right or wrong, but we always get along. Uh, we just travel together. We even sleep in the back of the truck. So. I mean, if we're mad at each other, we're kind of just like rolling over to the other side and facing away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's right. Perfect. You guys sleep in the you guys sleep in the back of the six foot bed. Oh, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, because we're not very tall, so we can fit. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. So, what are you watching on YouTube? Are you watching fishing videos, or do you just kind of take a break from fishing and watch some other stuff? Uh, it's uh, always fishing. That's Is like. It? That's my, that's really the only thing I do. Yeah. Literally. Right on. I can dig it. My wife gets on me uh, sometimes because she's like, do you ever not look or watch fishing anything? I'm like, no, it's always fishing. Even scrolling through Instagram, it's people with fish. She goes, a normal husband would be looking yep. at chicks, you know? Yep. <laughs> she's like, you're looking at dudes on kayaks. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> yeah. That's I know, like most of my photos, dude, they're all fish. And then yeah. I'll be like, every now and then there's a dog, butterfly, yeah. <laughs> like just some kind of nature thing, you know, but uh, no, it's yeah. funny, man. So how do you handle like the, the, the new found, uh, the, I guess I wouldn't really say new, but how do you handle all the, the uh, just the popularity in the fishing world now? I mean, what do your buddies say? And have they, you're on YouTube with Chad Hoover, who's, you know, the boss hog of the whole show, man. I mean, how does that affect you outside of this whole thing here? It's awesome. Uh, like, I haven't had one bad experience with anybody else of saying, hey, you should stop doing this or you try to put me down. Everyone in the kayak uh, community has been super uh, kind to me. Uh, boat ramps, the weigh-ins, captain's meeting. Even uh, even at a rest area, we saw a couple of kayakers, and so it's all been yeah. pretty. It's awesome. I, I I like the attention, but sometimes I'd like to kind of, hey, this guy won this tournament, so congratulate him. Yeah, right. 
Yeah. Oh, I can dig it. Yeah. So it's it does it get overwhelming at times, you know, like people don't hey, that you don't know come up to you and be like, hey, man, you're Dylan. You're kind of like, you know, is it ever get creepy or is it ever just like exhausting or do you just love it? Oh, I love it. There's been a yeah. couple creepy ones like over Facebook <laughs> Messenger, which I'm like, block. <laughs> All right, but, man. What, what, what yeah. kind of creepy are we talking about? Uh, I don't know. Like, there's some that are like, "Hey, thanks for accepting my friend request," and I don't like those. Are kind of weird to me. Yeah. And I'd be like, I always give them like a thumbs up, and then they keep going on and on about stuff and asking me like where I live, and I was like, "Block." Oh so, yeah, that's, that, that Dude, happens, that's so that weird. Happens probably once a week. Happens oh, all that is that is weird. Uh, we don't even ask grown men that. Like, hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, where do you live? Yeah, you know, it's like, hey man, it's creepy uh, at any level. Congrats yeah. on that tournament. I saw you on YouTube. Can I have your address? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay. But most of there's been a lot hand. of those like just asking, hey, where do you live? Just asking like the general area and saying, hey, yeah. you're only an hour away from each other. Let's meet in the middle and go fishing. Which there's been a yeah, lot of that. You. Which yeah. that I like. That's that's cool going up that's and meeting cool with other stuff. people and see see how they set up their kayaks and how their system works and see if I can learn off of their system to make my system go smoother or vice versa. Mm-hmm. But uh, everything besides that, I love it. It's yeah. awesome. So love- your kayak, is it the loadout on it, man, Do you is it like clean or is it just, I mean, there's stuff everywhere? Uh, during, <laughs> during the week, like pre-fishing week, it'll get pretty nasty. There'll be like soft plastics under my seat and hooks and gets kind of unorganized but that's actually what i did today i cleaned out my kayak uh got all the old soft plastics out and i retied all my stuff ready to leave for a tournament in a couple days yeah and reorganized my tackle because a lot of times i'll if i'm cutting something off i won't take the time to put it back in the tackle box especially on a tournament day because though that 30 seconds could cost you a fish especially when the fish yep. are biting so i'll just cut it off and put it under my seat and sometimes I'm like, hey, where did that go? And I had to lift up my seat, and there it is. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I have a Ram cup holder. You guys know the Ram screw cup holders, that, and yeah. that's my bait holder, man. So any soft plastics that are expelled, I throw in there. And when I'm changing baits, I throw in there, and that's just my go-to, man. I put everything in there. So I feel you. Yeah, my kayak's got to be clean, and it's got to be neat and and, and organized. Because even when I'm fishing, I don't want stuff everywhere. You know, it just I feel it makes me feel chaotic, and I can't you know get my I, I lose focus man i start feeling just like oh i'm not organized i'm not going to catch anything and it drives me insane but i see some dudes there's like three inches of mud in there cheeto wrappers you know dirty socks i'm like how in the world do you guys do that i don't even understand it man oh it drives me nuts <laughs> yeah but actually I, I like to keep my kayak clean but if there's a little bit of dirt in it, oh well, because it's going to get wet, so it kind of yeah. just wash out. But I kind of got a funny story about that. Uh, up in St. Clair on the tournament, we were pre-fishing, and whoever was there, they all know the carp were spawning, and they were up on the bank just splashing. And, of course, I was like, I got to catch one of them. And I had my dip, my landing net, and I went up to it, and I just scooped one up. And it was probably about 30 pounds or so. It was a big one. And they were spawning, and I should have put two and two together. So when I brought it in the boat, eggs went everywhere. And oh, I'm no. Everywhere. They were <laughs> everywhere, over me, my net, everything. There's oh, actually man. probably still eggs. Like, like there was like a chunk of them, like, this big come out at once. I like, don't even know how that's possible. But it landed right <laughs> on uh, 
my gear tracks, and they're all in the gear tracks, and it's just so gross. Oh, but, man, that's got to that, stink. That bugged me, and it stunk real bad. Oh, I probably <laughs> will never put a carp back in my kayak again. Yeah. It was gross, and there was slime all everywhere. Ugh. Dude, that slime is serious. Um, when we were at Kentucky Lake, my buddy Glenn, during the national championship, hooked into an Asian carp. And this thing was probably like 30 pounds or so, maybe a little more. We couldn't even land it. It took two of our nets. And I'll tell you what, that slime, that snot, like, would not come off my net. It doesn't. It, it would not. And it stinks so bad. It was such a nasty smell. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. it's, just, it's just wretched. <laughs> yeah, I helped uh, land a carp or a reel in a carp a couple of months ago. Actually, probably last last spring or so we we're down below kentucky kentucky dam when the water was kind of spilling over and they had the gates open and everyone was just snagging them and just bringing them in killing them and throwing them in because i guess that's what you do with them but we brought one in and i i could lift it up but it was almost taller than me and i'm five nine wow so it was a, a big old big, big head it, it was big and i got all slimy and we didn't even really plan on touching the fish. We kind of just made a run down there because it's like 45 minutes. And we're just mm-hmm. killing some time. And I was just covered in that fish slime. And it was so gross. Like, we went, we had plans to go out to eat. And I was like, no, I'm not going yeah. inside like this. It was no. disgusting. Everybody would have known, too. Yeah, they'd be like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> like How was the fight on catching kids? those? Is the fight pretty good? Oh, yeah. They're, they're fun, but... Uh, yeah. That they can tire you out, especially if you like snag them in the tail or something. Uh-huh. And we used to do a lot, uh, a lot of catfishing before we like before these tournaments below Kentucky Dam sometimes. And you can have your bait on bottom, and there's so much carp down there, like a carp will just get tangled up in your line and start oh, wow. running. So you think you have one, and you reel it up, and it's a ten pound carp. And Kentucky Lake and a little bit of Barkley is just full of carp, like infested with them it's bad it's bad and especially if you scare them yeah. if you scare them they they'll jump right in your boat i never knew that i never knew kentucky lake was infested like that it's terrible dude we uh was like two years ago uh, one of our buddies well actually a bunch of friends were getting taking pictures of their sonars and just in one shot even on like a little um like a little five inch uh raymarine there was like over a hundred. You just yeah. saw wow. just swoops, swoops. And then like just the fact that I mean it was so difficult for anybody to fish that and they were burning crankbaits, dude. You would hook into one. Yeah. You would be you would be bouncing off of them in the schools. I mean, it's it was bad then and now it's exceptionally bad. I mean, they're I think you know there's federal assistance and everything going on right now to help eradicate yeah, there is. those. Wow. You know, they're they're taking big nets with boats and just bringing them in. I mean, it's insane how many carp they're bringing in. Yeah, and a couple or last week I was on Kentucky Lake and we were fishing in this cove and I was I was going along and I was I was actually looking on my phone. I don't know what I was doing, but I was looking on my phone and just paddling because I knew I was going straight. And they just started jumping around me and I was like, whoa! And it, <laughs> did they like, come in? Did they scary. land in your boat or? No, none of them landed in my boat. Thank goodness, but yeah. It's bad, like bad, bad. And oh, man. I, I have never had any, or not any good, I've never had very good luck on Kentucky or Barkley Lake. Actually, any of the Tennessee and Columbia River system lakes. 
but it's just it's just bad of the carp or they're there so and they're going to be there for years so yeah what were you saying jay i cut you off on accident buddy sorry about that no no you're fine no i was just kind of going on the same thing but it's you know after seeing the the immense you know the immensity of the carp i mean it's just it's just dumbfounding how many are in there now and you know it, it's it's actually sad because you know you know dang well those things are in lake michigan you know yeah it's only a matter of time you know but you know we've been trying like because i'm right outside chicago and like you know we have like these electric barriers that have like fifty thousand volts and you know, I mean, in, in the canals to stop these things from coming up the canals into the river or into the lake. Oh, wow. And, uh, it's it's pretty bad. See, out by us, it's like Peoria is pretty much that line. Uh, Peoria, Illinois, down, you know, uh, down the, uh, what is it, the Illinois? Like, yeah, there's just tons, tons of carp in there, man. Just, like, they even yeah. have, like, these contests now. Uh, I don't know if you've seen them. There's a bunch on YouTube where they, oh, yeah. I forget what it's called, but they got, like, John Boats. And there's a big, like, you know, 50-gallon uh, garbage can in the middle. And everybody dresses up in costumes. Uh, the one on YouTube is the Clockwork Orange guys. I always see them. And they literally have nets. And everybody's just buzzing down the river. And all these carp just jumping everywhere. And they're just catching them with nets. Some guys are, like, hitting them with bats. I mean, it's insane. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it, awesome. Dude, it's it's yeah. skinny water, man. It is not like it's it's sketchy. <laughs> and if you get hit by one of them, it could break bones. You can it yep. can knock you out, no problem. Especially if you're going down over and it comes at you. Yeah, oh, people are wearing done. helmets, dude. Yeah, like, I was gonna say mask, you need a helmet. Like, ice yeah. hockey. They got ice yeah, like hockey helmets. You know, I mean, football no, helmets dude. and it's crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. but that sounds like a freaking blast. That's something I would yeah. love to do. Dress it up in football fun. pads and a helmet and just go to town. Well, I heard the yeah, bow fishing is great. And you, can, you can take as many as you want. Well, actually, you don't even have to take them. I don't think you can just kill them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you want to put up, like, you want to be respectful, I guess, to the other fishermen. Yeah. Because I can tell you, and I'm sure we've all been there, you pull up to a, a launch sometimes, and you can smell that they've been bow yeah. fishing, like, right off the bank. And it stinks so bad. It's yeah. like, warnings, it is awful. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, out by Peoria, man, you can go bow fishing off the back of boats. And when they jump in the air, you can shoot them in the air. It, it's pretty crazy. I'd like to go do that. I haven't done That'd that yet. That'd be fun. Yeah. Now, speaking of Kentucky Lake, uh, one of our co-hosts, John Graves, um, co-host of the Reel Down, the segment we do with tournament recaps and stuff, ran into you and your dad at Kentucky Lake for the Hobie Bass Open. Um so I think you were actually you were you were in the truck. You weren't feeling too well at Kentucky Lake when that was going on. Yeah, that that's kind of funny. But uh, like the reason I wasn't feeling too well because we had some Little Caesars pizza, like pepperoni. <laughs> and Always a I great was, choice. Yeah, no, it, it was terrible. <laughs> and I was I was wearing like one of my favorite shirts. It was like the the national championship shirts from Louisiana, and I like it because it. And I like it. And I was I was feeling real sick. And we were only about thirty minutes from home, and it was raining. And no, it wasn't raining that trip, or maybe it was. I don't know. And I was just feeling so sick. And I, my dad was like, "Well, if you have to puke, go out the window." And I was like, "I don't need to. I don't." 
No, no. <laughs> like, I couldn't oh. stop it or anything. All over the truck, all over the dash, window, my, myself. And I, I, stuck my, I stuck my head out the window, and I was just puking for like a half a mile. It was gross. Oh, that's terrible, man. And you still fished that tournament? I still fished it, yeah. Yeah, dang, man, that's hardcore. Yeah, he was uh, he was at one area, and he had his camp set up. You guys pulled in, and, and I guess you're like, nah, this doesn't look like a good area, and he left, and, and you left, and he sat there, and he goes, I should probably follow those guys. Like, yeah. if they don't think this is a good area to fish, I should probably follow them. <laughs> you know? And yeah. It was, it was kind of funny. No, that's actually a great – sorry. Go ahead, Go Dylan. for it. I didn't... Go for it. Oh. Well, I was going to say that's a good segue into, um, you know, I've always wondered just because, you know, you've got like what two, no, you have three top, you got three top um, or geez, I can't even talk today. You've won three tournaments this year, right? You uh, got yeah. First place. So um, I was wondering like, and these are, you know, different bodies of water, of course. And, and this question applies to lakes and rivers. You can split it up if you like. When you, you know, come to, you know, when we come to like a, a new body of water, what's your approach, you know, to break it down to, to get a game plan for game day? Well, that's a, that's a good question. I get that asked a lot, but I do a lot of Google Earth and Navionics and YouTube and I'm just trying to figure out the key stuff. And like when you can watch the YouTube videos and kind of figure out just a little bit of what they're throwing, if they're throwing a certain color and that certain time of year. But when I get there, I always had the, the all three water column. And I like to, I switch up all the time. So if a waffle popper ain't working, switch up to a frog and see if that works. And just retying and retying. Uh, we'll, I recently kind of just started going less than a mile away from the boat ramp just to keep that, that area. Like I have to break down this body, this area of water. And if I do that, say one day, because we like to get there about a week before the tournament. This area ain't working. Let's go to this spot and check this spot. And we just boat ramp hop all week until we find out, hey, I caught a 20-inch fish here, but I caught three 18s over here. So this one fish ain't going to win, but this spot might be holding more. And then we've picked that spot and we break it down. And Dad doesn't fish during the tournaments just to say, just to kind of keep out the, hey, his dad caught his fish for him. But mm -hmm. during the week, he'll pre-fish. I just kind of just use it as an advantage. I have another angler fishing and he's gonna well he's gonna use the black worm like always and uh, <laughs> so if if he's tearing them up and i'm not uh just use that to my advantage and that's how we kind of break it down we work together as a team and so all the stuff that he figures out he'll tell me and then we kind of just work together and just break down that area of water oh nice man that's very cool yeah, that's a real smart way to do it. I mean, actually, when I go fishing with Brian a lot, we'll do that. You know, I'll throw opposite colors or something. Maybe that's just got a little bit of a different profile. Maybe I'll even throw a different kind of lure just to see what's going to bring him in first. Um, are there any, like, specific colors you like to throw? I mean, you don't have to give away any of your secrets right now, of course. But, you know, I mean, yeah. it seems like everybody says green pumpkin, white or black. <laughs> you know, most of the time, you know, I'll tell you, those are my colors. I mean, hey, there they are. You know, yeah, take them for what that, they are. <laughs> those are always the top three, I think, for any angler. But uh, it's really, 
I have these like Plano Z wraps, and especially if I'm throwing soft plastics, I have two of them. Like I got creature baits, flukes, all this kind of all the different types of stuff. And I'll take it and I'll put it in the water. And if it doesn't match the water, or if it blends in too well, or if it even stands out too well, I'll find that right color. And I have like 50 packages of the same type of creature bait that I like. And I'll find that color that I think might work, and then I'll throw it. And if it doesn't work, I'll find the next the next best color that I think to it. And color isn't always a, a major factor for other anglers, but I think for me it is. Because if you go to a place and there are black crawfish and you shouldn't be throwing a red one, they're going to eat a, a black one because it's the most natural color. And that's for bluegill, shad, and all the other types of the bait and per, uh, all the main forages of the bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. I've even thought of, uh, and I don't know, I think in some states it might be illegal, but you know, if you were in a fish tournament, you can you can actually make these really cheap and easy uh, crawdad traps, even with like a three liter or a two liter uh, bottle. And you just put like a little dog food in there and you let, toss it in the water and let it sink. And then I've heard of guys doing that. And then they pull it up in the morning just to see what the crayfish look like. And then they, you know, toss them all back and then that's what they'll throw close to. So there's a little secret for you guys. Yeah. I, I've never thought of that, but that's actually a pretty good idea. It is a good idea. I never thought about that either. Ah, Sly see, bastard. I yeah, never knew bringing that. stuff to the table. That's right. Yeah, yeah and look also, at my wall. No. Yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say, yeah. Dylan? Uh, also, I always look down the bass's throat and to see if if they have a bluegill down their throat or a shad or a crawfish, or I've seen a, a lamprey eel down their throat Ooh. before. Very those things are creepy i never do that i never look down a bass's throat demons really dude you gotta be careful of snakes (laughs) i never do that never me i'm just like oh i caught him on this this is what he's eating i'm not yeah and and sometimes if you're lucky like if they're like really fat and like they're like they're eating a lot you can kind of feel like the shape or how hard it is and only if it's hard it's a crawfish you can Mm -hmm. kind of just feel it I mean, you don't have to be like, ooh, what are you eating? But you can kind of be like. <laughs> oh, massaging the bass on your boat, man. Yeah. He's like, is that yeah. legal? What is he doing? Hey, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> that guy like Kentucky boys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what you guys doing there below the, the, the uh, I-80 equator, man? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. great. So do you ever, like, does your, does your buddies have um, – fishing kayaks that you go out on do they ever like hey man you know teach me how to do this or show me how to do this and do or do they show interest like kayak tournaments with you or anything like that well if you're talking like my buddies like my age to be honest i i don't really have any yeah uh, i'm home i i'm homeschooled so and i live out way out in the country uh my driveway is a half a mile long from the road so it's all hidden back here oh wow uh so I don't really, I don't really talk to anybody from my old school because I just started doing homeschool uh, my eighth grade year, the beginning of my eighth grade year, and they all kind of faded off. So they're not, they're not wanting to hang out. So hey, yeah, oh well, I can live without them. Right on, man. That might be a blessing in disguise. I mean, yeah, some of them are just annoying. 
Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, it, it leaves, like, all that room for dedication, you know, to what you're doing right now. So, I mean, because I'm pretty sure, I mean, because I remember being your age, if you're as deep into this as any of us were into anything we liked, you're probably eating, sleeping, and breathing fish all right, the right. time, sucking yeah. it all in, and it's you're the perfect age to really harness this skill because you can you can take in so much right now and obviously the dividends are paying off but i mean you're gonna have something to take you know to take way farther into your life um that I, you could even turn this into a career have you have you thought of doing that that that's actually always been my dream even before kayak fishing uh, be off or be on a, a bass boat but now that i'm in a kayak I, I like kayak even more than boats uh i used to do bass boat tournaments with a guy as a, a co-angler and i was always dodging his lure when he was casting so i was actually looking at him longer than i was fishing so it's kind of in the kayak you're just manning your own boat so that's what i like about it the most that's cool man i could see you doing that dude i could see you going really far in this and you know what's what's good about it even at your age I dig your attitude, man. You have a great attitude. And I know we talked at Madison. Like, you, you're very humble, and that's huge. Um, you know, because either way, I mean, the more you win, people are going to hate you, so get used to that. Um, oh, yeah. You know, but it's like, it's not a big deal. It's just because they're jealous, and they want to be there, too. And I don't even think, you know, it's not like, a, oh, I hate that dude. It's just I hate that he's winning. You know, but, dude, I'm telling you right now, man, you you got what it takes to get there. I would just keep your head down, do your thing. You know, partner up with as many people as you can, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, have some fun with it, dude. Actually, I'd like to see you come up here, man, uh, with me and Bri, you know, get some fishing up north. Yeah, I, actually, if you said you're, <clears throat> you said you're near Peoria. Yeah, I'm only about like two hours away. Well, actually, I was in uh, Canton, you know, if you know where Canton is, I got some yeah. really close family members or really close friends up there. And we were there for a couple hours because we were driving back. Which tournament was that? I guess. It's down by uh, Banner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We are down there, and there's this place that's called Giant Goose Ranch. And I'm not yep. sure if you can, like, publicly fish there. Like, at, in, no. like, a, you can't. But that, no. that place is awesome. They got, like, 60 lakes on one property that they all have boat ramps, and they're all stocked with fish. And we were, we were there for a couple hours, but we just hung out and took a break off of the road. Yeah, to my knowledge, you actually have to make reservations to get into that place. I haven't done much research because, you know, down down where you're at, I mean, you've got like a plethora of reservoirs and lakes and stuff that we don't even see up here. It's completely different up here than it is down by you. But, um, uh, you know, I've never met, you know, like, what was it? Uh, Crabtree Lake, am I right, is down there? there and, uh, I'm really close to Crab Orchard. Crab Orchard, that, thank you. Crab Orchard yeah. is like be a primo. I mean, um, you know, of course, you've got uh, you know all the bigger ones uh, like the the cooling lakes that are down there. I mean, there's, a, there's amazing fisheries down there that uh, yeah, I gotta travel really, three hours to get to. Yeah, there really is actually where my where my dad's house is where I'm at right now is if there if we could put a Bass Pro Shop right here, it would just be thriving because. Uh, well, right behind me is a lake, the Lake of Egypt. It's a power plant lake. Dude, uh, there's one too. And like, like right in front of me, about 
I don't know, 10 miles or so, there's a lake that's called Devil's Kitchen. And Devil's Kitchen is 90 foot deep with standing timber from bottom to top. And you can actually look up into the woods and say, hey, there's a dead tree. It has a whole bunch of just where the leaves would fall off. And you look down the water and you could see that whole tree. It's just underwater. It's like they took that tree and put it underwater. Oh, wow. And then like a mile, and like two miles from here, there's a lake. It's called Little Grassy and it's shallow and grass. And then literally one turn out of my driveway, you're at this lake. It's called Crab Orchard and it's deep. You can pretty much walk across the whole lake without getting your shirt wet. So I have every type of fisheries right around me within i think 30 minutes is the farthest boat ramp from me mm-hmm. and so i think that's ha- that plays a uh, a major role just having the the different the uh, styles of fisheries really close to me like well they're not in crab orchard eating right now because it's five foot deep in the deepest holes somewhere but i can go to little grassy and they're 90 foot deep or devil's kitchen i mean i'm sorry so dude like, that's crazy you really are in the middle of it. Yeah, and plus all the little reservoirs. Uh, there's a little reservoir three minutes, I think, from my house. It's uh, lily pads. And there's a the community swimming hole is – actually, I can climb a, pretty much climb a tree and see the lake. And oh, wow. It, and that's where everyone goes swimming. So I'm right in the middle of them. There's amazing fisheries. Kentucky Lake's 45 minutes away. Uh, I, I'm just in like a, a prime location for fishing. You better get good. <laughs> you got no excuses, man. No excuses. I have rooftops, tons of rooftops. <laughs> and then there's a hole with water in it somewhere. <laughs> it's, yeah. And actually, they're uh, not sure you guys heard of him. His name is uh, Trey McKinney. And he is an, an absolute phenomenal young angler like myself i think we're actually the same age and i knew about his name but i didn't really know who he was and i i I stalked his instagram one day and he actually lives i think like two minutes away from me and he did you ask him for his address no i didn't (laughs) (laughs) i I didn't do that (laughs) but he is i don't know what the exact name of it is but I, th- I think he's a regional champion and a national champion in, like, the FLW stuff. Or I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I know he's an extremely good angler as well. So it's kind of weird that or two, I'm not going to say really, well, really good anglers live really close together. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, I didn't know it. Maybe he did. I didn't. But uh, it's, it's kind of weird. Two different worlds, man. He's, you know, big bass boat and you're on a kayak, you know. Yeah, and uh, I'm not for sure, but he lives down this road. Like, I can mm. actually I can see where the road uh, hits the main road right here. So that's crazy. You ever think that's about like, going big bass boats, or is this like your jam? This is all you uh, want to do? I like kayaks better. Like yeah. I said, I did bass boats before, and I didn't like them. And I never really have to worry about my motor not working when I get to the ramp. So. Because my motor is me, and if I don't work, my motor ain't working. <laughs> yeah, I'd look in, I'd look up that other kid and see, man, maybe you guys do a collab or something just for. Yeah, I really need to, uh, and I know he he's local because uh, yeah. he's 
he's posted photos of a fish he's caught, and I'd be like, hey, I fish that spot all the time. So, yeah. yeah. So your That's YouTube good. channel, man, um, I see you, I watch your videos on there, too. Uh, how's that going for you, man? Are you, are you starting to make revenue off of it, or is it still, like, a little it's... bit of a challenge? It's uh, actually that's not my main priority. I, I'd rather be a fisherman that has a YouTube channel, and then then besides a YouTuber that fishes. Mm. So uh, I actually uh, last week I was downloading some cards from up in uh, the River Pool tournament a couple weeks ago, and I was downloading those cards. And that day I caught over forty five fish during the tournament, and I was downloading them, and I had them all downloaded. And I was going to move them to a different folder to work because where I keep all of them and I deleted them and it sucked. But hey, it is what it is. So um, I I could have edited today, but I just didn't want to. So mm-hmm. I know that's probably not the, the greatest attitude for it, but that's not a main priority of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I falter, too. I'm a little too ADD for it sometimes. I just can't sit down and start yeah. you know, and just I, going through and, clips. Yeah, it gets boring. Like I, it's boring. But so you've got to win. <clears throat> excuse me. You just got to win more, and then you can hire an editor. That's right. Yeah. You, you want to do it no more. <laughs> you could just be like, yeah, I like that. Could you just move that over here, and then maybe make it like flash or bling or something? <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. And I'm not that great at it. I if I took my took more time on it, and I'm actually. Uh, I'm learning a new program, which I could make them better, but it is what it is. So, and I'm not worried about, hey, I just fished this tournament. I have to have the tournament video uploaded uh, the next day after. Uh, I think my latest video was Madison, Wisconsin. That was almost three months ago. And I just posted it like last last week. And it's not kind of make myself kind of sound lazy, but... uh, it's just I'd rather look up a tournament or look up the lake where a tournament is and learn that lake instead of, hey, look what I did last week, two weeks, whatever ago. So I got to keep going forward in this winter after I downloaded all the footage, then I could do it. Mm-hmm. But but that, got I other main stuff I want to do. Yeah, I don't think that makes you sound lazy, man. You just have other priorities. I mean, like you said. You know, I'm not a YouTuber that fishes. I'm a fisherman, so I would just keep going with that. Pump out content when you can. You know, yeah. uh, we have we have colder months. Maybe you can put more time towards it then if you're mm-hmm. feeling it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not at the top of my list either. Um, you know, I'm actually more happy being the cameraman, being in the moment. Uh, but I don't, you know, sitting down and doing the editing sometimes is a struggle. And I got some good footage, man. I just haven't. I mean, I caught a sturgeon. You know, I haven't even edited that video. And what? I'm about There's to go back out in August. One? Yeah, dude, I'm ready to go back out in August. Oh. I still haven't done the first one. Dude, you got to get that video uploaded. What's wrong oh, with you, dude. man? I know. There's some great stuff, too. I mean, crashing into Steve's kayak because the thing's just dragging me around. Oh, no, no. I'm going to ride you on that one because yeah, I, I want to yeah. see that now. Yeah. Now you're going to have to post that. See, uh, yeah. put my, you know, put my. So, would you? My is that your most like mem- uh, memorable fish that you've caught? Would you say? Oh, me? The six, yeah, the, the sturgeon, the six foot sturgeon. Uh, yeah. At this point, I mean, I, I caught like a person. 
You know, it's like, yeah, absolutely. you know, I mean, six and a half feet is pretty large. Uh, could have been bigger. You know, like the first time I was out there, I lost a bigger one, but still a six and a half footer. I mean, I mean, it was a lot of work. It, mm-hmm. and, and that's the other thing, too. People don't realize like how much work goes into that. Yeah, the physical. The physical aspect of being on the Snake River, current 2,000 foot elevation, a little higher than where I am here, yeah. you know, plus I'm out of shape, so that always helps. Um, <laughs> yeah, believe me, it doesn't. Speaking uh, of Cheeto rappers and muddy cars, yeah. folks. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, that was that was probably. I mean, besides the my trophy pike I caught two years ago, that was probably my most memorable. Yeah. What about you, Dylan? What's if you had one fish you think it just stands out man what 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 catch would it be oh that's a uh that's Hard a question to ask huh? yeah but i don't think i could answer it i, I don't really have one that stands out i don't i don't know like uh i got a last year i think in like late august or so uh there was a tournament on palm de terre lake in in a little club tournament and i went up there and I fished a tournament, and I got second in it. And I went to my aunt's wedding. And it was it was kind of cool because we got to skip the boring part of the wedding because I was fishing in the tournament. <laughs> then we got to go to the after party yeah. of the wedding. And I met some cousins that I've never met before, and they were, they were super country as well. And the next morning we woke up, and we were, he was like, I asked him if there's any ponds around. And he was like, yeah, we can go take the side-by-side down to this pond. So we did, and we ended up catching – he caught over a 10-pounder. I caught multiple sixes, and Dang. there was three of us in, like, a 10-foot John Bow. I think we caught, like, probably 70 fish in, like, a two-acre pond, and the smallest one was probably four pounds. Like, I don't Good know why Lord. that pond was so loaded, but it was just absolutely full of monsters. I mean, we were throwing topwater frogs, so that just makes it even more, yeah, even more fun. And this pond was tiny. Like it's a pond bass, so it's going to be bigger because it's in a pond, and a private pond for that matter as well. But it was just fun. That that's probably my most fun fishing trip I've ever been with. And it, it was like raining and stuff, so that just that was fun. Yeah, right on, man. I definitely, I don't, looking back, I don't think I've caught anything over five. I don't think I've caught anything over four. My, my public, like, personal best is like 573, which that was in Sandy Cooper, South Carolina. Yeah. And I was like, this is a monster. And actually, but actually I got the fish pulled up right here on my computer and it was 21 inches and I thought it was a giant, which it is. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It is a big bass, man. Yeah. And yeah. I wish, I wish we would have measured the fish that like that ten pounder that he caught. Actually, it was like ten point nine or something like that. I don't know. It was last year, but I, it was probably twenty five inches or longer. That's insane. It, it, that is insane. And like it was like, well, you probably can't see. It was like that fat, and it was monster. Wow, I would have been geeking. You'd have heard me for a mile hooping and hollering. Yeah, yeah, me too. Especially if it was during a tournament, I'd be like, "Well, I guess I'd kind of be like if I was surrounded by people, be yeah, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh.' But not only do you start panicking because you land a big fish in a tournament, you really start panicking because you got to put it on that damn board, and that's yeah. when things go wrong, right then and there. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah so actually, sometimes, uh, actually, in the, my Madison video, I didn't put it in the video, but I'll have my dad come over, and like since he had to have the fish facing left, he'll have to come on my left side. Yeah. He'll just put his kayak right there, and I'll clip, or I won't clip to it, but he'll like he'll put his leg in my kayak or something to hold it there. Yeah. And that saved, I think it saved like six fish in the past year, where they wow. jump off and and they land in his kayak. So that's yeah. like another advantage for me. Or he'll come over and hold my net, and that's that's awesome. So. Yeah, yeah. Who I saw somebody today on Instagram, maybe it was Facebook, but they had their net in the in the. The hog trough was kind of inside of the net, so if the fish flopped left, it would flop right back into the net. And I was like, "Man, that's a good idea. That's yeah. a really slick idea there." So that's that's where I always have trouble, especially like Jay and I fished a, a small tournament at Cowan Lake a few weeks ago, and the fish were just meaner than hell that day. Like they did not want to cooperate. Even the small ones, like there were there were fins up, and as soon as you put them on the board, man, their gills were starting to flare and they were flopping like they're just wound up man and it was impossible to keep him on the board impossible yeah uh it's the fish around here are pretty aggressive for how cold the water gets during the winter but yeah. like i said there's a power plant lake about a mile and a half from here and if you go up to the dam when the the hot water discharge is going you can find fish and you can't get them to stop and what with my native with my native uh titan it's so wide that my catch board, I can kind of like go like this with it, uh -huh. and so I can have the fish leaning down and that calms uh, down. And also, nice. and then sometimes also if you can like push their eye in, especially if it's a bigger one, their eye will kind of be bulging out of their head. You can kind of just push it in really or really gently, and that will cool them down. And you could get all your stuff ready, like holding their eye in when you have to take a photo. Of course, you have to move it, but that will oh. calm them down a lot. I yeah, never, never knew I that. that. I actually, yeah, I've never yeah. heard of the eye thing or, either. I mean, I, I've heard of the slant in the board, um, and then also, which I didn't do at Cowan, which I guess Durbin did, is getting the board wet the same temperature as the water. Yeah, because um, you know, because we're like sitting out and all that sun. Remember how hot it was? It was like yeah, yeah, it was terrible. You know, Ninety some bump boards were hot. Yeah. You know, they had those bump boards had to be steaming. I mean fish were not cooperative that's that's about the only thing i didn't do i think well i didn't do the eye thing but i never knew about that but um see the the dip in your bump boards never work for me it's it's i get the same reaction no matter what i can usually take my hands off and not even i don't even normally i don't have to use my hands yeah you know uh -huh. i've been having but, such issues lately i i use my nrs fishing gloves man and i'll just put it on there because that leaves gives you some kind of friction where you can hold them down you know and then they seem to be calmer because they can tell i think they can tell that they're not going to go anywhere you know but man it's i've definitely lost some of that that well I, I lost one um last weekend on the river same way just fell over the side so yeah i definitely have issues with that that's probably my number one struggle keeping yeah. them on the board yeah the eye trick definitely works like because it because the other eye is facing down, so it can't see anything because it's so dark. I think that just the darkness calms them down. Huh. Or you don't have to push their eye in. You kind of just put your hand over it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Where did you learn that? YouTube? Uh, I think. No, I don't I don't know where I learned that at. But I just, <laughs> just knew it was. Oh, man. Yeah, you taught me something. I didn't know that. So, now, you know, 
next time I'm going to carry some like gorilla tape or something. Just... Yeah. <laughs> like who, who knew Dylan's like secret weapon was blindfolding the bats. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it was a... and then massaging its belly. <laughs> it's like, it's like an alligator, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like oh, an alligator. It'll cover its eyes. Lift its yeah. Head. <laughs> Creepy Kentucky fishing, folks, at your finest. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, That's great, man. Well, you definitely had a lot of success, man. You know, I have, uh, I have a blast, you know, watching you at tournaments and stuff like that, man. And, and well, watching leader boys while you're fishing, obviously, but, uh, yeah, man, it's awesome, dude. You, you've got a big name in the community and I think, uh, you've got a lot of guys like, like us that rally you and support you and, you know, wish you the best of luck and things like that. Definitely no hate on our end. And if you do experience hate, man, I think that's ridiculous. I think that in today's world, man, there's a lot of young dudes to be doing a lot of other stuff, but here you are schooling a lot of people out there, you know, and I think they should be supportive of that. I mean, that's, that's what this sport's really about, especially this community, man. You know, I think it's, you made the comment, you know, Hey, this, this, you know, you didn't want people saying that your dad was catching the fish for you. I think, man, if that's people are saying that, I think they probably just need to be smacked. I mean, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life, you know, but if that's what you get, I'm sorry that you have to get that. But it sounds like from what I have seen and what I have heard, everybody, you know, we all love you, man. We, we stand behind you. We, you're an angler, you're a brother. And, and that's what we like, man. We got your back for sure. So, yeah. you know, if anybody's talking smack, he called Jay. He, he's got the Chicago yeah. connections. He knows a guy. That's right. You know? You know? That's I, Jay. I know, I know guys, a guy. <laughs> I, I know a few guys. You know, it's like, you know, we're not too far, you know, so I That's can drive right. down there. It's all good. Yeah. And I, I got a good friend from St. Louis. So, oh, here. Yeah. who is it, Nelly? No, it's, his name is DJ. And, uh, you probably uh, don't know who years. Nelly is. <laughs> but uh, the guy from St. Louis, he's a good friend. And I actually kind of got a funny story with him. Uh, we we're both in this little local club called SIKC. It stands for Southern Illinois Kayaking Club. Yeah. And we were the the tournament director invited a couple people out just to go fishing at his secret spot, which is actually a really good spot. And we were in the state challenge together. And I didn't know him, and he didn't know me. And his name was DJ. And that day, uh, I caught two fish, and no one else caught anything. And I caught like a nineteen and three quarter and a seventeen and a half, I think. And I submitted him to the state challenge, and DJ looked at his phone, and he said, man, this D. Fuqua, which that's not how you say my last name, is, <laughs> is, uh, keeps catching fish. And I said, who? He said, D. Fuqua. And I said, that's me. And no so it's kind of it was kind of <laughs> a cool meet. Now, now he's really cool. Uh, he's from St. Louis and stuff, and he, he uh, he's a cool dude. That's cool. Like so. Are you are you real secretive about your fishing spots, or or are you? Hey man, I'll show you my spots. That you just got to beat me fishing them. Are you that type of angler, or are you like man, everything's hush hush, blurred background on your fishing photos? Uh, before the tournament, especially if I'm with a couple other guys, like camping out or something, I won't tell them. But after, I'm like, yeah, that's where I went. That's where I went. Yeah. Uh, uh like I said. Uh, a couple minutes ago when we went up into Missouri to for that wedding and that tournament. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I had a guy uh, ask me. I said, He said, hey, do you mind telling me where you fished? And I was like, yeah. Actually, I have a map of the, the lake right here. And I just took a photo of where I fished. And I said, yeah, I found this tree right here. I found this rock and this and this. 
I don't mind telling them, but now if it comes to tournament and they come up and ask what I'm fishing with, I'm like, uh, a buzz bait. Yeah. <laughs> or a, a pink Senko. Yeah, a pink uh, a, a pink TRD. Uh, a, a banjo minnow banjo minnow i heard that thrown around i love it yeah that's funny yeah you know yeah. what i can attest to the vagueness too because i remember when we were at madison was it like you brian sam jones alan reed you know everybody's you know pretty much you know what was unique about that i think everybody that was there was top five <clears throat> and yeah. you guys were all like super vague and i was purposely trying to get you guys to say something specific because i had no skin in the game i didn't care you know so i'm like yeah so we're efficient and it was just so funny how they would like start talking and then pause and think and then say something completely vague or just anonymous and you're just like you know it's like you guys just can't help yourselves i was like i'm not even fishing it i was like i'm it's all good just tell me a treble hook what are you throwing a treble hook get all mike yeah. long on them <laughs> yeah i knew you were gonna say that dude <laughs> it's like but you know what i'm doing different i'm throwing a red one that's right <laughs> i'm not getting caught <laughs> that's right it's man it's different bro <laughs> oh that's great that poor guy he's not gonna live that down no. oh gosh oh man oh. i had a pleasure speaking with you brother yeah it's been fun yeah, is there uh so I mean we're pretty much gonna wind it down now. Is there anything, any like words of wisdom um that you want to say to everybody and make sure to plug yourself? Uh like if I have any words of wisdom is what just from my experience is try to at least learn one thing from a tournament, or even if you don't fish a tournament, one fishing excursion. Is that the right word? Yeah, that's the right word. And just learn something. Just always try to learn something. Even if it's good or bad, hey, I shouldn't have done this, or hey, I should have done this, or hey, I did this right, don't do that again. And uh, actually, I kind of got a really quick story. Uh, last week was the Kentucky Lake Trail, and I went down and I pre-fished for, I think, two and a half days, and I caught four fish. And I was like, well, I don't have the right amount of fish and the right size of fish to enter the tournament and i just didn't enter because it's kind of expensive to enter a tournament especially if you don't have the confidence in yourself that you need to compete in a higher end tournament mm-hmm. uh, i i didn't we were close to home i i came home i threw in the towel before the first thing and i let the other anglers who figured more stuff out compete and not save me a little bit of money <laughs> So just learn, try to learn one thing. If, and if that's all you do, I think it's a, a successful trip out on the water. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's pretty insightful for such a young guy. <laughs> I know, man. <clears throat> where, where can everybody find you on, uh, on social media? Uh, you can, I got uh, Facebook and Instagram. They're both Dylan Fuquay. Oh, actually, I think my Instagram is Dylan underscore Fuquay. And also, I have a, a YouTube channel. It's that KBFN kid. So, <laughs> I, I like great. that. I, I like that. I like the name, but I'm. I have. I don't have to change it, but I'm going to change it. I got like 90 days before I could change it because that name caused so much controversy when I first did it. It. I just rather not have the drama. So. Wait, 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 wait. How did that cause controversy? Because it says KBFN, and they said it was, uh, what is it, vague? No, not vague. Uh, it alludes to the swear word. 
Yeah, that's that's it. And am I still huh. on frame? My phone. Yeah, you're, you're good. good. No, you're good. good. Okay. Yeah, we can sell your posters. So. Okay. <laughs> well, it, it just caused controversy, and I'd rather just not have the drama. So, I got like ninety days. So, people who don't like it, they can watch it for ninety more days. Dude, you're doing everything, which I you think that's everything. pretty. That's pretty stupid, I think. It is yeah. stupid. It is stupid. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, you're going to change your name and somebody's not going to like it. it that's just how well, it is. Well, I'm just going to change it to my name. So if they don't like my last name or my first name or whatever, they can suck it up or something. That's right. And <laughs> I, I kind of think it's weird because I'm not going to say who, but a higher name person in kayak bass fishing didn't like it. And like they insulted me. And I was like, dude, or woman. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Who, who cares? It's a name. It, it, it's like Brian said, too. You know, if there aren't people who, who don't, like, dislike you out there, you're not doing anything right. Yeah, That's crazy. So, you have you're already, high up yeah. in this industry, if you're, if you're high up and you have somebody who is a young ambassador to the sport, who loves the sport, doing everything he can to grow, to teach, and to be humble, and you have to diss him because of his YouTube channel name, kbf and kid i think that's i think that's awesome then the problem is you whoever that individual is the problem is you and i have a pretty good idea of who it is and the problem is you not this young man you know so and hey we got your back brother you keep doing what you're doing you keep doing you man and you got a lot of followers out there and we got your back yeah 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 definitely man well all right yeah and uh so yeah great having you on the podcast um seeing you again um i hope uh, that your tournament goes well this weekend what tournament are you doing uh mark twain and it's really close to Hannibal, missouri and actually that's where my grandma and my dad is all from so we got some prop we got some property up there a couple camp or a camper up there so that's where i'm gonna stay so and i think good luck uh, Sorry, I was going to say good luck at that. I know you'll probably do pretty well since Hopefully. you're from around there <laughs> or, or, or at least familiar with it. But uh, great, man. Um, yeah, everybody. And as always, um, you know, be sure to check down our Real Down segment with Brad Hicks and Frank A. Johnny. Where they go over the latest tournament results and uh, talk to guests and have good chats. Also, be looking out for Susie Roloff. Um, she's going to have a new segment coming out with us as well, and we'll be releasing that. And there's another one coming down the pike is, uh, on top of that. So, um, yeah, and as usual, I'd like to thank our sponsors. you got Rocktown Adventures. Um, also, be sure to be on the lookout for the Rocktown Adventures fishing team. Brian Schiller is currently building that, and uh, the team's looking pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of good names on there from around the area, and... Uh, a lot of good people to learn from. Um, Loveland Canoe and Kayak. We got Hammer Lures. Um, also, make sure to uh, participate in the um, Recyclable Plastics program with Hammer Lures for uh, disabled vets and first responders and all that. Uh, the address will be in the show notes. Coyote Sunglasses. Um, be sure to go on to OverstockSunglasses.com uh, and use the, the code Paddle and Fin. 10 and you'll get 10 percent off is it jay 10 percent off yep pat on fin 10 for 10 percent off your bob's floating sunglasses actually any any polarized glasses there you get 10 percent off yeah they're pretty nice glasses uh even the ones that open up beer bottles 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, of course, you got I'm gonna, fish. I'm gonna jump in here real quick. Uh, no sure. rush, but I'm at three percent. Right on. <laughs> I got three percent left on my phone, so if I cut off here, okay. If, thanks for having right. me, but I'm gonna stay yeah, on until it dies. Yeah, Take care, bro. sorry, sorry for butchering your name too, man. I really thought I had it dialed. No, it's Fuquay. Fuquay, not Fuqua. No, I was going. Not like, Fuqua, the guy, the the castle owner on Shrek. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, that's far. That's far quad. I far quad. There, like, and he knows I get, it. <laughs> I, I get called that a lot, actually. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, All that's right, great. As always, too, Fish Mob Lures, Southern Lake Co., and Michigan, Ohio Kayak Anglers. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, everybody be looking out for the Rocktown demo days. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Um, and of course, check out our gnarly little website called Paddle and Fin. That's paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Um, you can email us, up, email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. And check us out on our social media, of course, on Facebook and Instagram. And with that, gentlemen, I bid you farewell. Dylan, once again, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having um, me. And everybody, thanks for listening. And Brian's favorite saying, tight lines and smooth paddling.